Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, I'm Princess Anne, and whenever I want to buy a classic car, I go to carandclassic.com. They've got over 35,000 cars and motorbikes for sale at any given time, either by advert or online auction. Personally, I've just picked up an Aeroshape Astro GTE. It's well wicked. I'm on my seventh. So, go to carandclassic.com or I'll set the horses on you. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car & Classic. A reliant what? Never heard of it. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I have to explain. Yes, you must. Just before we started recording, I suddenly looked down and realised that I've split my trousers. It's <laughs> like jeans as well. I'm not, you know, I'm not wearing some sort of like. Oh wow! You know, so thick, thick denim uh, fabric. Thick denim, but there's a, it's a it's a big hole. But what's troubling me is that I don't know how long it's been there. Yeah, and I've been wearing these trousers for. Few days, I think, this week. So a few days. Hang on a minute. Well, Have you been inadvertently on. showing a bit of gristle? Well, there's there's underpantage. There's a there's sparing my blushes, but if there wasn't, a turkey neck would be poking out because <laughs> it's it's a big hole. <laughs> Not trying to flatter myself there, but it is a big hole. It's a distressingly big hole. I just can't figure out. I think I put these jeans on the day before yesterday. Now look and. Uh, so I've just been walking around with a big hole. I mean, obviously, when I'm standing up, it's probably hidden. But now I'm sitting down. It's like it is very apparent, and I'm sort of You're... spooling back through where I might have been sitting down. And I realised I went to a meeting yesterday. And, oh, <laughs> and you and had a bit of archline of low you. chair. I know you would have. You're. We've had loads of flash floods around here in the last few days. You're one of those oh. people that goes through the flood a little bit quick and loses both front <laughs> arch liners. Yes. Just leaves them leaves them in the puddle for the next person. I know you're a connoisseur of the lost under tray, and I saw a spectacular one the other day. <laughs> I was trying to work out what car it was. It looked like it was off a frigging McLaren or something, but it was huge. Was it? It was basically uh, sort of so. There's a the kind of prominent bit that would have gone between the front wheels and then up under the front bumper, I guess. Yes. But then after that, it then. I guess this is sort of behind the wheel arches, broadened out, and there was a whole section there. So it was a, it was a big old sheet of plastic, and I don't think it had been taken off by a flood. Although I don't know because it's been a bit, a bit like that down here as well. But what it was do just you th- propped up at the side of the road? Oh yeah, like people put polite people in villages put hubcaps against a low yes. wall and just go. Yeah. There's <laughs> no message. It's just like in case anybody needs this again, I'm going to give it what. A month, and then I'll throw it away. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Statutes of limitations on this lost Astra wheel trim. I do, I do like it. Fewer. I'd imagine this happens less and less, though, because fewer cars have wheel trims. I mean, even sort of quite entry level cars have alloys. You go one up from base, and there's a solid chance you'll get alloys. There is, but that, don't you think it's a bit like leather, where you can get leather on almost everything apart from the base model car? Therefore, yeah. it's not special. Therefore, we need to rewrite the rules of trim. Exactly. Trim rules yeah. need to be... We, ha- we need to have a new kind of, like, amnesty for yeah. all the manufacturers Manufacturers sit together one evening by candlelight. <laughs> and and, we, go, and we, we all say, what is your idea? What's your perception of real luxury? Let's just rewrite this. I think they're sort of doing that, aren't they? Not together around the fireside, but individually, because you are seeing a bit more cloth coming in, sort of for ecological reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, more recycled fibres. So, you know, you can actually pay more on Range Rovers, certain Range Rovers, to have Kvadrat oh, the cloth. Kvadrat, the Kvadrat, which sounds like a Bombardier. It sounds like a Bombardier. 
system yeah. <laughs> of recycled fibers. <laughs> ah, Mr. Bond, I was expecting you. Oh, gosh. It's no, Kavada. Mr. Bond, I expect you to be warm in the winter. Um, <laughs> it's a very like caring. Dr. Leather. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what were we saying? Anyway. Oh, yeah, no. Well, this leads me in a strange sort of way to uh, I have to, I've got a few shout outs and thank yous and things to do this week. And the first one is to Dave Mole, a chap called Dave Mole, who's a listener and a patron, but also a stand up chap because he owns a company or co owns a company called Birmingham Car Keys. What do they do, Richard? Well, it's amazing actually because they make wedding cakes. Oh. Um, in the shape no, of car so, keys? <laughs> yes. Dave drives around in a very neat mercedes van that's got it's what's neat is inside it's got a whole workshop in the back but you would never know oh, i love those done. and he said he'd heard my whinging about my panda having no spare key and he went well you know we can do spare keys a few people pointed this out but dave went one more because he went i can actually make you one and i can come by and do it because he's a peripatetic key maker so uh, he came by the other day but I'm starting to wonder, was I wearing these trousers when he came by? Which oh, case, Dave, I, I apologise if you saw some dating. of my underpants. I love this. This is great. But uh, Yeah, so Dave came by and he, and he went, look, I'll, you know, I can just do... And not only that, but I thought he would just be able to make a sort of a normal key with the, the blade and then a, the right chip in it so it talks to the immobiliser. But no, he could do me a, a flip key just like the original, but with nice clicky new buttons on it. It's a beautiful thing. And then he, he went... How's your Range Rover spare key? And I was like, well, it's a bit manky, actually. And he was like, well, I can do you one of those. And he carries proper OEM Land Rover keys, but the newer style, which is smaller, because the Range Rover key is massive. In fact, that might be why I've worn a hole in my trousers, because it, it, it always looks like you're slightly aroused when you're carrying that Range Rover key around. Is it really that like big? It. So it's huge. It's, it's ridiculously big. Is it, it like those... Is it like... Um, when when all of the tourists flock to Cornwall and Devon in the next month or so, is it like yeah. one of those foam body boards that always ends up at the side of the motorway? <laughs> is, is, it, is it like that, but with Range Rover written on it? It's sort of, no, it's more like, it's, it's just sort of needlessly chunky, and I could see why they did it. They went, oh, you know, so let's remind people of our off-road heritage and our robustness by making this thing needlessly big. It's like sort of carrying a fruit loaf in your pocket. It's just too big. I bought a fruit loaf yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. But um, but people uh, take the guts out of them, and you can just buy a, a newer-style JLR fob off eBay and stick the guts into that. So you know that it's oversized because the newer-style one is smaller, but the innards still fit into it. But Dave right. made me a whole new one, too, in fact, for the Range Rover. So now I've got a nice, sleek, more modern key, and it's got lovely clicky buttons on it that aren't worn. So I just that's want to say thank you for coming cool. by, Dave. It's, yeah, he was, uh, he was a really, really good bloke as well. He, um, he was telling me about his old M3 that, tragically, he had a really high mileage um, E92 M3 and yeah. then needs to sell it. And because it was a bit leggy, it had 200-something, 1,000 miles on it. He couldn't get anyone to bite for decent money. They were almost too scared. Yeah, which is silly, really, because it, it sounds like it was it was a really good car, and uh, he ended up having to just sell it for salvage. Oh, that's know, awful tragic, if he's enjoyed it? lots of miles in it. I probably couldn't face doing that. Um, but um, needs must. Well, anyway, so Dave, Birmingham Car Keys, if you... Uh, I, I put a link to their website. I mean, obviously, if you live in Aberdeen, it might be a little impractical. But if you're in the sort of Midlands-ish, broader area, then um, he comes around in a Mercedes van and makes all your spare key dreams come true. Also, talking sort of of salvage. Yes. You know, I was also saying that my panda doesn't have a little rubber bung on the fuel filler flap to make it sit flush. It's the, yeah, the damper, this little damper, isn't it? Or yeah. yeah. I had a look on the website of your mates at that salvage place which we'll come on to in a minute but um he uh, he doesn't have that your your that man and his company do not seem to go down to the granular level of fuel filler fat bung do you want me to ask olivier francois off of Stellantis? ah well no because he's too busy uh, i was gonna say something really rude though but he's too busy hanging out with 
Keke Rosberg and Mariah Carey. Oh, you were going to say hanging out of Keke Rosberg, weren't you? No, I was going to say something really rude. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Uh, but no, Panda Bung. So a few people got in touch about this. Uh, a listener called Pete, Pete Gamble, uh, tragically, his 100 horsepower has just been duffed up the back end by apparently, as he described it, some flute of an American tourist who couldn't drive their hire car properly. Oh, no. And um, duffed it forwards into another car as well. But the main problem is it's damaged the rear axle, and the rear axles are unique to the 100 horsepower, and you cannot get them anymore. So this may write off Pete's car. But he says, and as we speak, I think it's being assessed by the insurance people, Yeah. if it's written off, I can have his bungs. (laughs) it's <laughs> generous oh, offer. Oh, that's, that's really sad it's it's kind of kind but also sad i know well as i was, I was messaging Pete, and i said look you know i'm kind of rooting for the little guy here because i don't want your car to be written off because i know how lovable they are and it's heartbreaking i also need to say thank you to a chap called lawrence from a place called fettle and finesse you might have seen them on instagram he makes a lot of videos from his workshop and he's a real pandaist he's currently rebuilding what might be turn out to be the nicest panda 100 horsepower in britain because he's gone sort of right down to taking it all apart to make it as nice and as rust free as possible and then he's building it all back up again with decent parts oh better than new example yeah i think so i'm quite jealous actually and it's also made me a bit paranoid about how rotty mine might be in certain hidden places but anyway um lawrence got in touch well he actually made a little video because he heard the podcast and he made a little video for his instagram showing a life hack for panda bungs using um, the little covers for, I think, bleed nipples it was. The, they, they can go into the, the bung hole and um, substitute for the OEM stuff. But then I messaged him and said, thanks for the, the shout-out in his video. And he was like, I've actually got some genuine bungs from another trashed panda that he's using for bits. Are they, they're so not 100 horsepower something. specific, surely? No, they're not. But I think the 100 horsepower community is strong and rallies round when one of its own is in bung trouble. Um, <laughs> and finally, a shout out to a chap called Howard, a listener of ours called Howard, who hasn't got a spare panda bung, but has got a 3D printer and offered to 3D print me some. So, which um, I think I'm drowning in bungs now, so I don't need that. But Howard, thank you for the offer. Drowning in bungs? <laughs> yes. Tonight, I mean, seriously. Um, well, I was going to just backdate um, my my trouser chat to yours from ten minutes ago <laughs> because I've realised that I might, the, the the trousers that I always wear when I do a barn find on the late break show the, the, mm. the, there is just one pair mm. and they are getting very threadbare. There's a couple of mm. there's a couple of slits and holes in them mm. and I think the holes are getting so, so big now that I have to wear under layers under them um and i'm now worried oh. about come summertime I'm, i i do wonder if uh, i don't know if a little bit of <laughs> something <laughs> might be seen should we just say surplus skin and then um and then and then it might might sour what is a a, a an interesting story on on the channel so do i sew them up do we mend and make do like your jeans mm. Take mm. them to an accomplished seamstress slash mm. male version of seamstress. Um, seamster, seamster. I don't know. Is it just tailor? Um, well, yes, that would <laughs> also known as tailor. <laughs> tailor. <laughs> do we do that? Because I feel like they're a very comfortable pair of trousers, and I think mm. they'll go on a bit longer. Uh, well, or do I just abandon like ship it. and get some no-name supermarket indigo mm. denims? No, I, in the spirit of... It feels very sort of in the spirit of the barn finds to restore these trousers. Ooh. You could even do a whole film where you're with the tailor or seamster or whatever you'd call him <laughs> or her. And, and, uh, and you do a sort of... You know, that bit, like you do in the barn find videos, are you going to be able to get it started? Are you going to be able to see your plums when you put them back on again after they've received <laughs> some attention from the sewing machine? You could really ramp up the tension. That's I think a it's, great idea. No, you, should keep, you should try and keep them going. I feel like we should do a... Um, there needs to be a, an exceptionally lazy consumerism version of the repair shop TV show. 
Where someone, they just throw things away. <laughs> somebody brings in somebody brings in a jewelry a musical jewelry box that's been in the family for 110 years and uh, there's a yeah. so, there's obviously the sob story that's laid down and then it's like okay team uh, everybody come around let's have a look and see what we can do with this and then there's a long pause and they go well I've just been on Argos's website. You can get one that's fairly similar for twenty nine ninety nine. So, <laughs> bearing in mind that we're going to charge what forty quid an hour, yeah. shall I just click and collect, and then you guys can yeah. make some flapjacks? <laughs> well, they, they divide up the labour, right? You go order it online. You drive down to the Argos, click and collect. Or actually, they've got one in the Sainsbury's, haven't they? Go there, and I'm going to put this in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just every week. No, then thing. it's and then it's like, and then bring it back. We'll get it out the box. Throw the box away. Put it in the old shoe box that the lady brought it in in. And um, and you and you, Basil, can you just wipe a load of like tea and coffee all over it? And can you chip the corners slightly? Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Touch them in with tipex. Yeah, yeah. And can you, the write, lazy can you write the lady? Shot. Can you write the girl's name underneath like she did when she was at primary school with a pair of compasses? <laughs> yeah, you scratch that. In. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, done. Team, I reckon we'll have all this done within the next what hour, and then we can do some online yeah. gambling. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then the pubs are open. Off we go. Yeah. That's, I mean, it would save all that faffing about with shellac and whatever else they used to restore yeah, things family um, sob stories who needs it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just stop you there not interested in your sob story as soon as your back's turned this is going in the bin i'm off down to b&m home bargains where i reckon i can get something pretty similar for nine quid so uh, let's just all save ourselves a lot of time <laughs> it's car sos it's exactly what car sos should do they take all <laughs> of the emotion all of the emotion out of it they go well, um, my, my, my father, um, he always wanted to get this back on the road. It's been in his uh, Let me just stop you there, because uh, as soon as you walk off, this is getting weighed in, okay? Yeah. When you come back, Kia Picanto. Yes, a brand new. free credit. <laughs> it's just brand new. It, honestly, save yourself the aggro, mate. Don't care about your dad, <laughs> so okay? Every- it's just a Cortina. There were loads of them. Now, fuck off. <laughs> every single episode, they yes, pull a sheet off that. it, and it's just another brand new <laughs> Kia Picanto in a different colour. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's actually got like a fleet of them round the back, like yeah. fairgrounds where they've got the teddy bears that you win. When 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 you win one, they take it off the shelf. They've just got a load more underneath the counter. They can stick one back up there. But they just to rub it in. They before they tug the cloth off, they do the emo backstory. They go. Yeah. So you've told us, you've told us that you remember going on these incredible family holidays, sitting on the back seat of the Cortina, yeah. looking out the window, yeah. and yeah. Mum and Dad had the eight track on, listening to the Eagles, and it was all very evocative. Because yeah. so what we've done is we've got that same Eagles track, but we've just we've just got it on Spotify. It's on your phone right yeah. now, actually. And actually, we couldn't find that exact track, so in fact, this is yeah. just a Rita Ora song that we like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And yeah, what, what you can do now is. We've phoned your work and you've got two days off. You can do the same, you can recreate the same journey. Go down to the same place that you you did in France with your mum and dad. But you're going to be in this brand new Kia Picanto, which has got air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, it's got leather seats, which don't feel like leather. And um, it's got a seven-year warranty, so... Screw yeah. you. It's just a better car. It's just, it's just simply car, better okay, so, yeah, and yeah. doesn't smell you, you, like a library. You told us that one of the things that you loved about your dad's old Ford Zephyr was the smell, the smell of the interior. Well, that's just stupid. You can't recreate smells. So here's a Kia Picanto. <laughs> no, so what we've, done, what we've done is we've got the Picanto and we've gone down to um, Bernardo's and I've just got a load of old woolen <laughs> coats from dead people and I've put them under the seats. Okay, so it will slightly smell of the old car. It does smell but, a bit, but a, just of charity shop coats. Charity so shop fine. coats. Okay. Talking of which, we've heard your story, but we think your dad sounds like a bit of a bell end. So here's a a Kia Picanto. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Insensitive repair shop. (laughs) Well, they don't repair. The repair should be an inverted commas. It's car SOS, but the insensitive version. Yeah, yeah, so... Ha, ah, good. Yeah. Another TV format. Check. Well, uh, let's get that off to the I have networks. to say, I've actually come up with another TV. I wrote down this last night. I, I had drunk a little bit of cider. And right. I, I thought, oh, this is an idea for a show. I mean, it'll be controversial, but that's okay. 
Um, so I thought I'd run it by you and the listeners first before I pitch it to mm-hmm. anybody. Um, mm-hmm. We all know um, in the jungle, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, is exceptionally popular for whatever reason, yeah. despite being yeah. publicly cruel to creatures. Mm. So I'm pitching and we are going to need... Um, we are going to need a line of, of, of second-hand Rolls Royces. But um, it's, I'm a disgraced entertainer. Get me out <laughs> of this Rolls Royce shadow that's being pushed into a swimming pool. And so what we'll do is you are basically a paedophile. You get locked into a Rolls shadow. The Rolls gets pushed into a swimming pool. The stopwatch starts the minute the shad <laughs> touches the water. And they have to get out. And if they don't get out, they die. What do you think? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pedo locked in a shadow, launched into a pool. <laughs> is, is that okay? It's, it's is that going to work? Strong. It's quite a punchy idea, but you know, I, I, it's definitely attention grabbing. I think um, I had an idea to make sure there's more dialogue. And that is oh. the, the the shadows can be sealed so that there's probably five minutes of flotation time right. before it goes in sinks into the pool. And if there's two of them in there, so I mm. don't know, just grabbing two names out of that. C- let's just say careful. Jonathan King's in there with Rolf Harris. So they're, they're, they're in there. And then they could be having a chat about how they might escape, but they've got about five minutes of chit-chat time, which is good TV entertainment time. Mm-hmm. You're sounding worried. I have some concern. I'm just trying to preempt what the you know the lawyers at ITV might say about this. Okay, um, but I'm not a lawyer, so no, just, I'm you not. Know, you are essentially <laughs> committing people to death on television. But on the other hand, you know they have, in many cases, committed some quite abhorrent crimes. So yeah. It's, well, you it's could. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's a moral moral maze, I would say. It is a moral maze, uh, and I would because I know I don't believe in um, cruelty to animals, uh, so that's why I don't watch. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! But all of the shadows will be chronically rotten. We'll make sure okay. that that's the case, so they're not really Good. economically that was repairable. One of my concerns. I thought so. That'd be a good one for your insensitive car OS, SOS, wouldn't it? A bloke comes in and he goes, now this is my old Rolls-Royce Shadow. I've been using it as a wedding car for over 30 years. Oh, it's but rotten. The poor old thing, it's just, it's just not, it's not running right. It's a lot, I've got a lot of rust, which I've been desperately trying to cover up. You know, and I'm losing business and I just feel like, I just, I just want to give the old girl some of her dignity back. And you go, yeah, no one wants to go to their wedding in a shad anymore, you old twat. Here's a clear picanto. <laughs> And we've got a sister show. This will be perfect for it. What we're going to do is we're going to put an unsavoury, disgraced entertainer in this and and seam scene of the doors shut and then launch it into a swimming pool. Do you want to watch? Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be a great way to send it off. Yeah, yeah. good. Okay, well, that's that dealt with. Um, I, I just reminded me, actually, talking of shads in swimming pools, that I, it never fails to annoy me, the cover of that Oasis album. Which one was it? It's isn't it? What's the story, Morning Glory? No, no, it's, it's the one after that. that. It's the one after. Yeah, that. hang on, I have to look this up because I've gone blank. Because basically, after the first two albums, I kind of gave up, lose interest a little bit. Yeah, because I'd... I think they got a bit too, they got a bit too stupid. Be here now. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it was. Be here now. Which was what's on that? I can't. Well, it pre it pre it predates Photoshop, doesn't it? Well, this is what annoys me about it. It's real. Yeah, but it doesn't look it. They genuinely put that shad into a swimming pool. Yeah. And that with sort of all kinds of crates and shit to prop the nose up. And they did it where the pool was empty and then they filled the pool. That's right. Huge complexity and expense. Yeah. There's pictures online of them doing it. All behind the scenes. Yeah. And And it looks totally fake. It does, doesn't it? I'm looking at it now. Maybe. If if I can just to nerd out, it's also the fact that it's nose up, and you go well. Now, I think the shad they used, they've taken the engine out. Yes, they did. But even so, that doesn't. I mean, if you were a rock star and you just driven it into a pool, it would be nose down, wouldn't it? It would be nose down. Why is it nose up? It just looks stupid. So, um, but then you know that probably it says a lot about Oasis in the Be Here Now <laughs> era. They were, they'd taken it so was- much nasal refreshment, they didn't know what they were doing it was photographed um, by michael spencer jones 
Well, he should be ashamed of himself Shouldn't for he? not thinking about where the weight lies in a front-engined car. Um, it's got all around the world on it, hasn't it? And that's it just goes on a bit, doesn't it? It does. It's all right. It's, it's all right, but it goes on a bit. No, you. I think you've, around the you, world. Yeah, we got the gist. Thanks. You've you've hit the nail on the head. I think no 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 offence to um, staunch Oasis protectionists. But yes, I, um, who'll be tearing at their Ben Sherman shirts yeah, in rage now. The first two albums are incredible, and then I, by yeah. that point, I had just gone. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I think that they've done two yeah. incredible albums. They can just walk away. But obviously, I, I, they walk away in that way one. that Manchester yeah. does do. <laughs> with, the, what, with their toes almost <laughs> like about forty five degrees out, like, like a really out. angry penguin. Or, yeah, uh, but then your shoulders are down. You sort of your shoulder rolling as well. Oh yes, and they got their hands yeah. to, like behind their back as if they've been right. cuffed. Yeah, they've been taken Fork away by the law. Wearing in. a parka, even though it's twenty two degrees now. <laughs> yeah, off, they're doing another Nebworth gig. Thirty degree afternoon, and they've both got lots of underlayers on. Loads, because you've got the Ben Sherman, and then you've got some. What else? What was the label that was big? It's Stone Island. A lot of Stone Island stuff. Yes. Um, I realise Be Here Now's got Do You Know What I Mean on it, which actually I do really like. Oh, if we just shot ourselves down in the... F- in the- no, because the rest of it... I'm gonna, well, I'm, you know what, I'm going to listen to it later on. See, Because yeah. I, I put on the first album not that long ago, and I haven't heard it for ages. It's a good, it's a good and- album. It's fucking great. It's just really exciting, isn't it? It's it got is. loads of energy to it. You sort of forget that when they appeared, it was like, oh, hello. I mean, they were only doing... Friggin, you know, pub band Beatles stuff, really. But there was an energy to them and an attitude that made them more than that. And I just they were thought, great. yeah, you forget. I was, in fact, funny enough, a mate of mine, one of my housemates, when I was a child, and um, he, he said we'd seen Supersonic on the chart show on a Saturday morning, and kind of gone, yeah, it's pretty good. Never heard, you know, I hadn't, I'd only sort of seen them mentioned in the NME. I didn't know what they sounded like. And then he went, oh, they're actually playing next week do you want to come and see them in quite a small venue and i sort of went well yes i quite like that song but no i got i'm doing something else didn't go and see him and apparently they were amazing you and they, they played supersonic and liam went this is our new single so go on fucking buy it of course he did whilst walking around like somebody that's been handcuffed from the back <laughs> yes yeah. but a penguin a penguin that's been handcuffed <laughs> he was a doing mank his penguin mancunian penguin walk actually liam's liam's voice is when he speaks is a bit he's sort of like that it's like he's getting quite close to uh, just pingu he is pingu he's a mank pingu he's an angry and yeah pingu can his mouth sort of clacks and mouth can get quite aggressive yeah and liam is notoriously quite aggressively spoken yeah um and obviously still has the swagger i I was thinking the other day i know we've gone off on an oasis music tangent but i did think the other day what if the brothers are actually really good mates and all of this all of this feud (laughs) is manufactured so that in about three years or whatever when it's the 35th anniversary of the debut album they'll go right like led zeppelin did right we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do one world tour and then that's it you'll never see us again oh my god and they make a fortune and that's all they've been doing they've been they've been secretly meeting like every sunday for lunch and hugging one another and they really love one another (laughs) hey who's turns it to do the roast that's right no it's too fucking greasy um (laughs) so they're actually they're in love yeah they're inseparable, but they have to do it in secret. You just go around and play PlayStation around each other's houses and then have a roast. Uh, do you know how old uh, Liam Gallagher is? Well, let me think. The first album was 92, wasn't it? Or 93? Uh, no, it was 94. Oh, was it? Gosh. I think so. Wouldn't have, would have lo- lost so. that in a pub quiz. So I reckon he would have been Whoa, 20 years. If he was 20 years old, maybe, 21, 22, when that came out... Yeah. 30, 40, 50, 53. Ooh, you've gone high. He's he's 50. Is he? Yeah, but I don't know why. Because you're right, you did the maths there. and I, Whereas I just sort of assumed for some reason that he was like my age, which I realise I am almost 50, so that's not far off. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just weird sort of thinking of Liam Gallagher's swaggering tit that he is. Is is fifty years old? It doesn't seem like it. But anyway, I always, um, I always amazed is, it. He he drove, drove Bristol's, didn't he? 
He did. He used yes. to have a Bristol four hundred three, the the nice aero one. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Which is odd, isn't it? Yeah, it just Real seems kind to of be, connoisseur's choice, but it's a, like alarmingly classy for that yeah. that guy. It's just a bit less predictable than a Rolls Royce. Yeah, so. but maybe he was a shad, he's been a shad hater all this time because he kept throwing them yeah. in the pools for the. <laughs> so maybe. Um, yeah. Did I? I messaged you the other week about this. That I was just, I was, you know, sort of humming to myself, going around the house doing something, and I realised you can sing the words to Supersonic to the tune of the Venga Bus. Can you? It works quite well. Feeling supersonic, give me gin and tonic, and just sniffing in a tissue, selling the big issue. Yeah, it works. Try it. It's it's a way to drive yourself. Uh, That's like a street street Mardi Gras mix. That one. <laughs> You've got to be careful because Stellantis will be on your back for that immediately. Um, anyway, yeah, well, before it. we go any further, yes. We should do a little bit of plugorama as well, because last week we said, oh, we're doing a live show in London. Uh, thank you to everyone who's bought a ticket. It's sold out in a matter of days, um, and which is lovely, because we've got quite a big audience. And we were so overwhelmed by this that we are doing a second night. So uh, Thursday, the 8th of June, we are doing another London live show. Starts a bit early. It's 5 p.m. start for complicated reasons because basically we have to be off the premises by seven but um the tickets are on sale we'll put them all across the socials but yeah if you want to come and see us we're doing one of our live recordings uh thursday the 8th of june in london at the london concourse event um buy a ticket for our show you get free entry to the concourse itself you can come in any time from 11 o'clock in the morning when it opens and have a look at some nice cars i was going to say there'll be some quality vehicles yes there'll be some lovely stuff there and they're doing a land rover thing this year which is very exciting for people like me who are strange (laughs) and um yeah and then come and hear us talking some absolute slurry and then i don't know maybe we'll go to the pub but um yes uh, if you if you missed out on tickets for our london show because they sold out faster than we expected then don't worry we've put on another show and as we record this on um, friday there are still tickets for that available yeah and thank like, like you just said thanks ever so much to everyone that's bothered to buy a ticket because uh, i mean it's it's lovely it's sweet it's lovely lovely guys really appreciate it um <laughs> thanks to everybody thanks to my management uh, and <laughs> I oh sorry I don't know why it's just reminded me of this but we've had a few people sending us a thing from the um, the recent Eurovision coverage oh, gosh. of um, the Australian entry doing some world class woolarding on a Mark One MR2. Really? Have you seen this? No, I don't watch yeah. the Eurovision Song Contest because it troubles me. Quite a lot of people on their households and on the uh, email, hello at smithandsniff.com if you're interested, uh, they they sent us uh, screen grabs of this because it is. I mean, it's. I haven't actually watched the performance. I've only seen the screen grabs. I feel like I should it probably world actually go class watch it. It's incredible. They are, and one of them's got a keytar as well, which oh, is just sugar makes, plum seals fairy. the deal. <laughs> I feel like a Mark One MR2 should have the equivalent of a, a ski rack on the roof, but for a keytar. So a keytar ski rack. What an amazing eighties oh. rad radwood style <laughs> accessory that would be. Wow. Yes couldn't you and have a quick release on it so you can just click it on and unclick it so if you i don't know you pulled over into a lay-by and you need to do an impromptu (laughs) sort of yacht rock style (laughs) selfie (laughs) well if you're driving along and and the dj went okay and now it's the final countdown you were like oh shit or jump you went oh god they're gonna play jump so you just have to swerve to a hole that'd be amazing get the old key to uh uh, Handbrake turn yeah. the M- the Mister Two in, and then just yeah. run. You've already got the window down because you're you know you've got the arm on the door. You you, you lift your hand up to the T top, and it's there. Unclick it. The car's still well, actually squealing backwards from this from the handbrake turn, but you still you get out of it before it's come to a halt. <laughs> well, now hang on. But if you had a T top. You could take the panels out. The rack is then more accessible. The key tar is arranged in such a way you could just put an arm up from the driver's seat and start oh, doing yes. a few little, you know, oh, a, little, a few little runs on the keyboard as you drive along. And it could be charging. in. The, it could be in a, a docking bay as well as a roof mm. rack. So it's charging oh, yeah. for any impromptu bit of fretboard wanking you need to do mid-journey. You don't want to... 
a little bit of cable running down to the fag light, so that's inelegant. This is not like <laughs> a job for singer or someone like that. You know, people with real attention to detail where they would do a beautifully integrated... Who's got this? Oh, that's Porsche true. on that Dakar. Yeah. You know that 911 Dakar? Yeah. There's a little power point yeah. on the aerial i think so that you can then run auxiliary lights which go into one of those sort of accessory roof racks that goes on top that's right it's sort of like um yeah wildlife lights uh, on, on the you can it the same as the ineol anus granite grenade that i drove a few months back that has a load oh, yeah. of power offs um around the roof for well probably for so that you can put one of those expedition roof trays on that land rover people like Mm. Um, and then invite, I don't know if it was Sir Jim Radcliffe, he'd be like, do you know what, I'd, I'd really like to um, buy Def Leppard. Okay, so I'm going to now buy Def Leppard, and he's going to go on a Def Leppard expedition where they go, they're on the roof all the time. And when he, when he shouts, play, they have to play a, a song. <laughs> to from from the from the roof tray, and so instead of doing wildlife safaris, he he does a Def Leppard safari. So he just drives wherever he wants, stops. Def Leppard have to do a quick set, quite windswept because they've just been on the motorway at sixty. Yeah. <laughs> they've got, oh, they've got such thick hair as well. Thick rock hair is going to be full of road grime. bugs, bugs, and, but then. What orientation a deaf leopard in? Because it's quite quite narrow that roof tray thing <laughs> what for a full rock band. Oh, they, is yeah. it like drummer facing forward or drummer side on? I think the lead singer who I did remember his name and I've forgotten it now. I think he's called Joe. Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott. There we go. I think he is on a hinged. A swivel out <laughs> platform which goes, which goes out over the bonnet, so he can lean. Right. And he has a oh. he has a microphone stand which doubles as a sort of stay, which means he can lean his whole body weight on it and he won't fall off. Right. And he has those, you know, those again, those expedition off roading cables which go down the sides of the car to stop o- the underbrush from yeah. smacking into the windscreen and smashing the glass and denting. Yes. He has those either side of him, and it's almost like a VIP area because uh, no one can touch okay. him. So if he's going through a village slowly and he's in the middle of uh, let's get rocked, let's say, yeah, yeah. Um, if there was sort of hands coming out from the crowd, sort of men and women of a certain age wanted to touch mm. Joe Elliott's pixie boot, <laughs> then mm. uh, they, they couldn't because of the underbrush cables. <laughs> Yes, they, they're lethal. I, there's a there's a defender that I sometimes walk past around here that's got those on, and I always go, "You shouldn't have those on for the road driving." No, you it's like slice someone in half. Well, it's that's, like that's cheese wire. Well, I think I was, I was wondering. I thought when you said like I, I was imagining sort of you know those American motorhomes that when you stop the sides kind of go out. Oh yes, a bay window, extendable bay window. Yeah, but I wondered yeah. if the platform sort of had extra platforms that could slide out so that, you know, sort of bass and guitar could be on those. But then, you know, maybe it's hand-cranked from inside and Jim Radcliffe's <laughs> got to really crank it hard if he suddenly realises he's going through a narrow railway bridge or something. Well, he's actually... got to <laughs> wind them back in again. I can't remember actually, the guitarist or the bassist from Def Leppard, but whatever they're called, like, let's say Joey and Bob. He's like, Joey, Bob, get back in, quick. That's a great idea. He's, they've got code words. Centralise! Def Leppard, centralise! And they all go to the middle of the roof to, so they don't get clouted. Well, you know, being an 80s sort of super rock group, they will have yeah. had an elaborate stage set, and usually the drummer has mm. a revolving platform. Or, yeah, do you know? You know, like yeah, so as Motley, Motley Crue drummer, he went up. He was upside down in this sort of crazy <laughs> ball of death. I don't even know what it was, but I know, I know, he fell out of it once because he forgot <laughs> to strap he? himself in. <laughs> do you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like the tail gunner from a Lancaster bomber, right? Uh, yeah, and, hang and, on, and, I'm gonna. And he, 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 it had a from memory. Please make. I'm not. I promise, I'm not making this up. It had a like a, a, a bucket seat with a four point harness, and he'd have <laughs> and he'd, he'd have to harness himself in before it started this revolving thing, this routine. Hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I just typed in 
Molly yeah. Crew he fell out from of it. a cage. I'm sure he yeah. fell out of it. So it's Tommy Lee, isn't it? Of course, it's Tommy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody's uh, seen his wings. Relationship with. Yeah. Um, but I when you them. type this into Google, you know they do that. People also ask thing. Well, one of the questions is, who was the first drummer to play upside down? What a fucking stupid question. <laughs> well, it was, it's 80s. It's 80s rock. You've got to ask well, these Well, apparently questions. it wasn't Jack Valentine invented and played the world's first drum riser to perform upside down. Wow. And so it wasn't even Tommy Lee. But hang on, there's a time out. I've done a history of Motley Crue's flying drum set. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, listen, I'm not making it up. I'm sure it's like a slow no, just... drumming roller coaster that they had made. Yeah. and it, But the problem just... is, is it would start its routine... Um, when he knew he was going to do this mad solo or this one track, oh, forgive me, I don't know mm. a lot of Motley Crue songs, but it would go out no. over the crowd and it would do a full revolve and other sort of thing. But, of course, he had to know what the signal was to do that and then strap himself in because he wasn't strapped in prior to that. And I think he just sort of, like, forgot or just put one shoulder strap on. You know, like when they do a driver change on an endurance race and in the old days they didn't bother yes. to strap in until lap two? I yeah. think he was going for that kind of effort and consequently got a, got to bail out. Well, he, he got ejected from the drum kit, the drum cage. So he's, I think he might have really badly hurt himself. But, I mean, because he was well, off his yeah. trolley on boot trust garley, probably, he wouldn't have even known. Just climbed back in. Well, yeah. It's... Um Anyway, <laughs> I can't help thinking of the half man, half biscuit lyric that's, oh, help me something, something. I don't know what to do. I've only got three bullets and there's four of Motley Crue. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we, that they're all alive. Are they? I think they're all alive. Are they, are they not like sort of old Russian presidents where, in fact, they're kind of being kept alive by animatronics and... Oh, they could be experimental medical science. What they all look they? like—they're in Ripley's Believe It or Not as anim- yeah. animatronic characters of <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Weirdly waxy, unrealistic. Uh, Motley Crue. I just well, anyway. Apparently, he got stuck upside down in it not that long ago. Oh, did, great! Uh, old Tommy Lee. But, um, I think my piece of advice would be: there's just no need to drum upside down, so I probably wouldn't risk it. I imagine it makes. I mean, in in some ways, probably a great technical feat because <clears throat> gravity is working against you for the uh, way in which drumming works. Yes, gravity is probably your friend in normal drumming circumstances. But anyway, uh, I was. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going, I'm going down a wormhole of Tommy Lee being a tit upside down. But We're talking of. I was going to. I was going to talking of. Talking of tits, um, the Miami Formula One Grand Prix is it? Was it exclusively oh. created for twats? Can I just ask this question? It's there's a there's a, a horribly obnoxious air to the whole thing, isn't there? I it's, just can't. It's horrid. Yeah, I'm afraid mm. it's horrid. And of course, DJ Caleb was there, uh, so of I think he was. We probably need to knock that one on the head immediately with no no further discussion. Oh, what, you don't want to give him the oxygen of publicity? Oh, gosh. I just, I thought, I just saw him walking around with an air gun around Aston Martin's uh, paddock, and you just think, uh, him with an air gun is a dangerous game. Yeah, a, a friend of ours sent me that the other night, said, have you seen this? It's good material for the podcast. And I looked at it, and it's, he's just he does this thing where he starts wafting the air gun towards the wheel of the car, but it's got the tyre warmers on. And yeah, it's clear he, that he doesn't know what any of the objects he's looking at actually are or do. Well, he's the kind of guy that would just drive off with tyre warmers on and then say, I think there's something a bit wrong with the car. <laughs> he's that guy. In fact, I would really... I, I think regular listeners to the podcast know how much I really respect and like DJ Khaled. But I would, yes, I would yes, very much like... He did mention it. He was doing some, I think, quite cringeworthy... Um, corporate social media stuff with one of the drivers. Was it Charles mm. Leclerc or something like that? No, I think he was doing a load of stuff with Lance Stroll. Oh, that's it. It was with Lance. So it's a really cheesy, like, them driving to the track in some SUV. Oh, yes, I watched this as well. They're in a DBX, I think. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's all embarrassing. Mm. But um, one of the take-homes was where DJ Caleb was like, when am I going to get to drive in one of the cars? And I thought, now that, now that yes. is that—that's something we need to make happen. 
because he'll be so cocksure that he knows what he's doing. You won't need to brief yeah. him at all. You just get him in it, just wedge him in it, yeah. with, just make him a new racy out of, I don't know, a bag full of toothpaste. And then get him in the car and then just go, off you go then, DJ. Go on, do it. <laughs> if today's your first name. And we, yeah. and we rig it and we've got, and they've got all those F, F, FPV drones chasing it. Not that, not that it's going to go very far. And just see what happens. Khaled's hot lap. I think it would just be an amazing thing to watch. Yes. Or he does I, it in a Maybach I mean, instead. Does it in a Maybach. I, yeah, I see. I don't want to. I don't want to kind of you know body shame him, but I don't know that he would fit into the monocoque of a modern Formula One car. Or could they get? He's a could they get lad. a slightly crash damaged one and then just smash the side out of the cockpit so he just slides <laughs> in? So he, he can just walk in. Uh, <laughs> he can walk in and then they can aerospace glue the side back on once he's oh, in. Oh yeah, or just glue them to his arms. Glue the, Actually, there you glue go. Them to his glue elbows. the sides of the cars to his elbows. <laughs> yeah. So do that and then he's in it and then just go basically yeah. right. We're going to start it up within a minute of us starting it up. You need to just go. I, I mean, this is the thing I was saying to our friend about the watching the um, watching him at the Miami Grand Prix. He is a, a, an incredible example of what happens when you have boundless confidence and zero talent. You can still make it. You absolutely can. He's got thirty four million followers on Instagram, mm. which I had to go and lie down and think about hard. Um, I don't know recently. why this is just reminding me of. But well um, done. He's doing great. He's a lovely guy. I'm sure. <laughs> sweet, 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 guy. sweet, deluded guy. I, I don't know why this is just reminding me, but I, uh, we had a message from a listener called James Boscarini. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, James. But um, he, that's a '70s supercar that, that came and went. It is, isn't it? The Boscarini. Yeah, yes. What a great it's name. Got, that's a good '70s supercar. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, sadly, he, he, he nothing about '70s supercars. But we haven't we haven't had any hand dryer chat for a while. So I thought James uh, was in the Southbank Centre in lovely leafy London town, <laughs> and. Um, They've got a solution, as James says, to not harming old people. Oh. They've put the Dyson blow water all over the floor dryer <laughs> into the recessed bin assembly. Oh. So if you imagine one of those sort of stainless steel hole in the wall and there's a, there's a bin within it. Yeah. He sent us a picture, and this is actually ingenious, but also because then the, the dryer's sort of up in the cavity above the, the bin. Yeah blows the water into the bin james says the bag is secured enough that it doesn't blow up or cause too much noise a consideration i'm sure they made when installing i wonder if the loose wrappers can break free as the bin becomes more full or perhaps are forced down by the water coming from the hands on that note the bin bag must collect water like a funfair bag fish prize <laughs> uh, that bag that, that bag will be so heavy at the end of the day yes well, that really made me laugh the idea that then because it does look like a clear bag as well that when they remove the bag it's all of these sort of snotty tissues and chewing gum wrappers <laughs> in water like a like a fairground goldfish um so uh, he's <laughs> He says, alas, not the first time a men's loo has been has housed a soggy bag. We still get emails, don't we, about Mitsubishi jet towels. Still. All the time. People all are, the time. People are loving it. You listeners, you love a bit of jet towel. And we all know it is the superior product to the, the Dyson mm. floor soaker. Mm. Um, so, yeah, more the jet towel will always reign supreme, I feel. But it does need, I feel like we should start sticker bombing them. I think that would be a good thing to do. Although I can't, yeah, I can't endorse so. that because, I don't know, it's naughty or something. Uh, also, I want to say, just, a little uh, ref back to last week, we briefly mentioned Brian Adams' uh, Land Rover. Oh, yes. A chap called Doug Peace got in touch, uh, said he talked about Brian's Land Rover. It was a one-off build on a Range Rover Classic 100-inch chassis. What? Made in the early 90s in the UK as a copy of another 100-inch now owned by Nick Dimbleby. We know Nick, don't we? Land Rover enthusiast and ace car photographer. And, um, and grew up in the same village as me. Yeah. Ah, sweet, sweet guy. Um, and, I went to school uh, with his yeah, sister. He, did you? I, I genuinely did, yeah. And then we oh, we both ended okay. up doing jobs off of the car industry and all that. Out of off of the car industry. And all that, yeah. Uh, well, hello, Nick, if you're listening. Nick, Nick sent us that uh, fabulous Camel Trophy book that he wrote. That's a, that is a gorgeous book. What a tomb that is, tome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently, this there was this original uh, 
Land Rover built on a 100-inch chassis, so it sort of splits the difference between a 90 and a 110. I guess it's a bit more stable than a 90, but it's... Uh, That's very niche, isn't it? Break so over than a 110. So the Adams knew what he was ordering or buying. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, Doug says, to be fair, white eight spokes were all you could get at the time. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, it, is this in the defence of Brian Adams having white wellers? In the defence of Brian Adams, but fair enough. I mean, that is a that is a proper kind of Land Rover pervert's choice, isn't it? Yeah. I meant to. Let's have a look I think he's an... I, th- I, think, I, I think, Brian, to, to clarify, I, I'm not dissing Brian Adams. I think he's actually a cool guy. Um, yeah and he's done some great music Um, he sort of blotted his copybook because he had that song at number one for nine years didn't he but that wasn't his fault i mean he just made the record he didn't go and now it must be at number one forever till people are sick of it it's like exactly it was at number one because people kept buying it exactly because they liked it and it was it it was a good film i mean well, it was a very school dis- last last dance at the school disco of that era for me. Yeah. Uh, what was that, 92, yeah. 91? Uh, I think it was 91, because I think I went to my cousin's wedding that year, and they predictably had it as maybe their first dance or the end of the night. I don't know. Incredible. Was, I mean, that song was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but not his fault. No, no and, not his fault. Um, no. Also, can I give a shout-out to... I don't like the, the phrase guilty pleasures, because I think it's like, if you like something, then just you like it. Okay, it's nothing to be ashamed of. When people go, oh, you know, oh, I love the Bee Gees, they're my guilty pleasures. It's like, no, the Bee Gees are fucking great. Just admit you would like them. There's nothing wrong with that. Great. But, um, yeah. but uh, so on that note, not a guilty pleasure, just a song that I like is uh, When You're Gone by Brian Adams and Mel C. Oh, do you? I really like that song. Okay, yeah, okay. do you not? It's okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to demand. But what I like, you what I like, me, is the fact that you 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 openly you admit it and you you stick you stick with it. I like that. Yeah, I do. I absolutely um, do. I'm, I've got it. I think I've got it on my current running playlist. Well, I I mean, you could, I should call this a guilty pleasure. I actually bought. <laughs> um, the DJ Sammy version of We're in Heaven by Brian Adams. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, I was going through a low patch <laughs> and I bought it on CD single. And, um, <laughs> and the, the thing is, if you watch the music video, which will be on YouTube now, I haven't visited it for a long time, mm. you realise that DJ Sammy is not, not only driving an absolutely gorgeous um, SL Pagoda Mercedes down oh. a very narrow mountain road, but he's mm. also got a very, very new age traveller rat's tail haircut, sort of basically a mullet. Oh. It's a free party mullet. It's, there's no other way ah. around. It's a free party mullet. And I think he's got gap year beads on as well. Yeah, so, I was going to say there must be some beading going on. What, what year was that? I think it was 99. Oh. I think it was 99. He's, just, he's got Ibiza beads, hasn't he? He's just, he, he, he has got Ibiza beads, yeah. I bet he just rattled. He probably... That's why he had to get other people to do the vocals on his songs, because he was too rattly. Yeah, he can't go near the mixing desk. He just has to shout from across the room how how he wants it. Little trade secret. You know, uh, in recent years, TV's Jeremy Clarkson's got a bit gap year bangly. He has. For some reason. Yes, he has. Yeah. He's all bangly. Well, when we... So, when we do voiceovers, since he got a bit bangly, uh, he has to... He tends to sit on the hand with the bangles near it. Because otherwise, he sits he on his own hand. hands around. Yeah, he sits on it because otherwise he waves his hands around to sort of, you know, put some oomph into the voiceover, as a lot of presenters do. Yeah. And it's too it's too rattly. Can't he? So he has to remember to sit on the bangle hand so that it's not noising, noise being picked up on the mic. You need to get some 80s leg warmers and make sure he puts them over his wrists, like. Like oversized tennis sweatbands. I, I think I did once suggest to an engineer that we could just wrap gaff around his wrist, but um, it might bloody might should hurt when it was being pulled off again. Um, um, so yeah, no. Brian, what was I going to say about Brian? Ups? Oh no, um, up, yeah, uplifting Euro versions of Rocky songs is a is a. I mean, again, I'm not going to say guilty pleasure. I just like them. I just like there was um, I can't remember the name now of the artist that did a, a, a uplifting Euro version of Losing My Religion, Abigail. Gosh, I don't um, know that, Richard. Yeah, wow. it was from again from the nineties, and it's just because they're ludicrous. I just like, I just like. Them. <laughs> it's a bit like, like um, I, it was Bono's birthday the other day, and it reminded me that one of my favourite U two tracks is in fact a Perfecto remix of um, the Real Thing 
You're the real thing. Yes. And it's, yes. it is an absolute tune. I had to go and listen to it again. I'd highly recommend yeah. it if you're driving around in your 90s car and all that. It does sound really yeah. good. And talking of which, <laughs> I think we're, I'm going to just finish the, the music chat this week by, yeah. by saying Calvin Harris's latest track. Normally, mm. Calvin mm. does some stone cold, solid dance tracks, I would say. Mm. This latest one that where Ellie Golding does the vocals, mm. uh, it it just sounds like a bad, like Robert Miles uh, pastiche. I'm not into it. It's it doesn't it's work. Definitely, yeah. It doesn't well, it's, work. It's sort of knowingly nineties, isn't it? It's two nineties, and it just it's Mark Three Cavalier music for me. It's yeah. pure Mark Three Cavalier, and as good as the Mark Three was, especially in touring car. Um, it's, it's, it was never a Mark II. It was never a Mark II. Hmm. Yeah. SROI 130, for the win. Do you know what? I can't stand the term for the win. I'm glad that's gone now and people don't say that anymore. Has it, has it gone? I think it still lurks sometimes. It's like people that say, get, get in. Go, there's not much get in anymore, <laughs> is there? Get in. No, unless you work in a theatre. In fact, funnily enough, that's, uh, I, I saw that term the other day because we're doing our Bristol show next week or the end of this week by the time you listen to this. And because uh, and, it's in a theatre, I had to do this sort of paperwork for, for what our requirements are. And, uh, and they use the term get in. Do they? Get in. Yeah, well, to load a set into a theatre is known as the get in and then the get out at the end. I did Of course, you know, we have like three retractable banners, so we're, <laughs> our get in's <laughs> going to be pretty minimalist. <laughs> Should we get a load of like flight cases and stuff to, uh, with st- yeah. stencils of <laughs> yes, Smith and Smith on, and a load it of mulleted like dire Straits have arrived <laughs> in the eighties, and then we just go three retractable <laughs> banners, and we're good. You've provided the chairs, right? Great, and a much. stack of leaflets for no good reason. They're, they're just great. <laughs> I'd like what a local tourist attraction. I'd like a printed leaflet, and all it has on it is our social media details. Just to make it, <laughs> <laughs> and they're spelt wrong. They're all spelt wrong. Um, oh. Well, on that note, uh, we're looking forward to seeing people in Bristol on Friday. Um, do come along. Well, you, I mean, if you've got a ticket, do come along. Don't forget, because that would be a, a bit of a shame. Um, but we'll we'll see you there at the Tobacco Factory on Friday evening, and then um, if you're listening to this, you will get to hear the results pending some kind of audio disaster um, next Monday. I can't wait to see you all there. And like, no, I'm looking forward to it with a due sense that my wife's coming and some of my friends. And I've never really done any of this in front of I'm feeling the pressure of that. I know. I'm feeling the yeah, pressure. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, just, I'm just going to be sitting in the front row going, This is what you do for a living? For fuck's sake. So, well, uh, I, I I, I, yeah, I don't. Well, I, do you know, I've just realised we've nearly come to the end of this podcast. We haven't mentioned mm. any observations from the King's coronation. And, oh. and I don't have many automotive references, although I am fascinated by the orb and the scepters, um, just because I still don't understand the point of the orb. But anyway. <laughs> it's, it's got just, a tiny drinks cabinet in it. It's, it's sort of gin miniatures. Is that what it is? Little airline tonic cans, I, yeah. I'd like it if it was just a really expensive location to put your car keys in the house. So you sort of it hinges up and you've got the Audi Allroad keys in it for Charlie. <laughs> But um, but the, the, the observation I had was um, when the king, our lovely King Charles and um, Camilla, the queen, got into the golden carriage, the royal carriage, mm. I just kept um, commenting, according to my children, on the incredible suspension setup of the Is carriage. It's very soft. It's extremely soft, but it's also, it's, it's, it's very high highly mounted because you know how the how a carriage is suspended on these sort of turrets almost mm. and then it, it it soaks up every single bump from the wooden wheels or wood with iron banding on probably i can't remember back then yeah um i'm not i don't know if they were v-rated in sort of carriage terms or not uh those iron clad wooden spokes track day Carriage wheels. He could have been going for Toyos. He could have gone for some extra. Yeah, they've instead of the iron band, they went for a softer metal so that um, (laughs) it wears faster. It wears quicker. Yeah, it creates some sort of theatrical sparks on some of the tighter corners of 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 London. I know what you mean with. I didn't really watch the coronation. We were at some friends. We went over to friends' houses and. 
and we had it on the telly and no one was that interested we were sort of busy chatting and the kids kind of watched it for a bit and then they'd lost interest it was very well, long it does go on a bit it, it went on a bit but, um, um, there were some yeah. bad ceremonial shoes the orb and the scepter yeah. it was clutter it was funny um, but the carriage was incredible and the other thing I would point out which I thought was extremely smith and sniff as I was watching it was the fact that whose bright idea is to put a, a full brass band on horseback <laughs> Whilst playing, <laughs> just think about that for a second. So, well, now hang on. If it had been up to us, we could have had Def Leppard on the roof of Elena's <laughs> Grenade, and then it would have been, you know, much quicker and arguably more dignified. Yeah, and the drummer could go out on a plinth that would, <laughs> would occasionally clip a tree at the <laughs> yeah, side of the try, road. Try and get through Admiralty Arch, and the drummer <laughs> and the bassist and the guitarist get cuffed off. Um, <laughs> And well, the Ineos grenade is on full lead. Major. Yeah, but the, bra- the brass band fascinates me. You need, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it because whose idea is it to put a drum kit next to a horse's head? <laughs> famously, famously calm animals, the horses. He's got a kettle drum. He's got like a kettle drum either side of his head. And it's, <laughs> And you're like, this could only go wrong. Whose idea was this? There's a guy with a tuba, and the, the ex of the tuba is right next to a horse's ear. And you're like, what are you doing? They were just followed by a bloke who's on a horse letting off fireworks. This can't have any problems related to it at all. I can't see how any of the rehearsals that we've done prior to now can possibly be any different to the day. So. <laughs> Well, admittedly, in the rehearsals, I wasn't repeatedly firing a shotgun at the ground. But apart from that, it's identical, and I'm sure it'll all be okay. I was just wondering, up. Honestly, I, the horses are just the bravest things. The bravest yeah, horses. Yeah, but, you know, not Def Leppard on top of a 4x4, four four, is it? Uh, no. It's anyway, not, but, uh, uh, well, let's, let's uh, wrap this up, because I need to go and change my trousers. So, um, before we go, I have three things to tell you. They are, one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Incinerate Cheesecake Show, oh, in which Johnny needlessly throws sweet desserts into intense fires for his own amusement uh, this week. <laughs> Chucking a lovely raspberry one from Tesco into a blast furnace on Teesside. Uh, if that's not to your taste because it's bollocks, then there's always the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos about cars on there. Recycling Centre going great guns. Yeah, it is. And I'm annoyed at myself because I've had in excess of 15 people saying, why, why didn't you refer to it as the Late Breakers Show? Because you referring to a breaker oh. shot and I, and I actually punched myself in the face when I realised I hadn't <laughs> thought of that <laughs> so that's annoying but no it is good and, and actually when this video goes uh, sorry when this podcast goes out um, the latest fresh, freshly baked late break show will be one up your strasser it's a barn find mm. right of a lovely mm. lovely late 70s Porsche 911 SC Ooh. which has been in the family for a very long time and it is in a very oh. idyllic Welsh countryside setting. So I would recommend Sounds you go smashing. and have a look at that, please. I will. Yeah? I will. Uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is uh, obviously we're doing live shows and there are still tickets available as we speak for the second London show on the 8th of June. Uh, so go to smithersniff.com and follow the link to live shows or we'll put it all over the socials. Until tickets are gone, if they're gone, they might not. I mean, we are stretching ourselves a bit here. But anyway, um, hopefully we'll see you there. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that Jimi Hendrix could parachute. What? Jimi Hendrix, obviously a very accomplished guitarist, but he also knew how to parachute because uh, when he was 19, uh, he was caught twice uh, joyriding or or being a passenger in stolen cars. And he was given the choice of prison or joining the army. So he joined the army and did eight weeks basic training before going to the 101st Airborne Division. Oh, my gosh. Doing his paratrooper training. Well, I know I say this every time. I didn't know that. That's the point of this. That's the entire yeah, point it's, of it's, this. I always feel it's, it's a shame he didn't build it into his sets more, that he could sort of arrive by parachute. I mean, it, it, it is a matter of record that he didn't enjoy his time in the army and he was given an honourable discharge because he was basically so not asked about it. But he did, before he left, learn to parachute. I feel like so that's, that's what cool. I would be like in the army, but with less guitaring skills. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, Can I learn to parachute, please? Yep, right now I'm off. Oh, that's a great piece of trivia, that. That's amazing. Good. Well, I mean, that's that for this. Um, uh, we'll see y'all in uh, who are coming to the Brizzle show on uh, Friday. I will attempt to not refer to Bristol as Brizzle because I know it's annoying for local people. Um, but uh, we will hopefully see some of you there and then we will show our homework of what happened on Monday. But until then, goodbye. Bye now. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe. Uh, shit, I've got to go because I've got to go to the tip. If you go into the tip and you've got trousers that are already split when you've emptied the boot of all your bags just take your trousers off in full view of everybody and just throw them in the nearest bin and then just get in the car and drive off <laughs> i just do my shirt as well just just ostentatiously disrobe at the recycling center just, them know, just take, take, off. take the lot off apart from shoes and socks so you step out of those and you all you have is a watch on shoes and socks like, <laughs> it's the most unsexy like thing a guy can do Totally stripped, but leave <laughs> shoes and socks on. <laughs> At a municipal recycling centre. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.